From Astoria to the Rockaways, it's time for the Queen's New Yorker. And here is the man giving you all the info, your uber snazzy and jazzy host, Mr. Jason D'Antonio! Yeah! Hey! Thank you very much. What a group. Thank you. Oh, it's that Saturday crowd that they're here. Yes! Oh! You came! I'm so glad you did. Thank you very much. Wow. What a group. Oh! My Saturday crowd, be still my heart. You have made it. Oh, what a wonderful welcome. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. And welcome back to the Queens, New Yorker. It is episode number 81 on this Saturday, April 18th, 2020. And we're going to be delving into the third part of our historic look at the Interborough Rapid Transit. Yes, indeed, we're doing so fantastic. But once again, give it up for this great audience that decided to come out despite all of the facts and all the saying staying home. They decided to show up. Yes. Yes, they did. Oh, yeah. All right. Very nice. Yep. That's, that is so nice, folks. Thank you so much because without you, basically, the channel is pretty much just, you know, floating out there in space and we don't know what to do with it. So <laughs> we, we, we don't know. We don't know what to do with it out there. <laughs> I don't know. So, no. No, no, no. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> See, lady in the front row knows exactly what I'm talking about. All right. So, anyways, we're going to um, get on with the shoe, as they say here. But before we do that, of course, we look at our dashboard. Now, <clears throat> I had a live Q&A session yesterday with my real subscribers, and that went very well. We had a total of so far, and we're still getting views, 24 views, 4 comments, 3 likes, and no dislikes. The episode 80 of the history of part 2 of the IRT is at 26 views, 16 comments, and 7 likes. Part 1, well, it got 42 views, 30 comments, and a big seven likes. So very good as far as that's concerned. And look at this. Now, we were supposed to celebrate today the um, the thank yous for not only 4,500 views, but the 700 subscribers that are with us here today as well. We're going to have that special episode this coming Friday on the 24th of April. Mark your calendars down for it, 8 o'clock. Same thing as we did last uh, yesterday on a Friday. We'll have that episode, and it'll be a live stream chat. Thanking you all for almost over 4,500 views 
and 704 subscribers. Give yourself a hand for it. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, yeah. Yep. All right. There we go. All right. Okay, very nice. Good stuff. All right, and before we even delve into that, one more thing is a joke for all of you who love the New York jokes and everything. This is from the New York Times, dated on December 28, 1997, from, I guess it's from the, um, uh, yeah, I guess it's from their page of jokes and stuff. Uh, This goes back a long time ago. And I guess we'll credit Michael Spear for this one, but we'll give you the, you know, we'll give you the uh, the link towards it as well. Okay. Uh, social historians seeking clues to the mindset of an age have been known to scrutinize court and marriage records, myths and fairy tales, and even humor. And with the city's image cleaner now, the question had been raised: Has that cranky and bilious institution known as the New York joke mellowed? Well, not really, according to an examination of jokes produced upon our request by David Letterman's monologues. There is little mercy therein proving that asking a comedy writer to surrender a wicked touch is like taking the sword from a samurai. (laughs) Wow. Oh, no. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait for it now. So this is by Michael Spears, and it's and here's the joke. Now, earlier this year, a New York City doorman strike was adverted to the last minute. I guess the doorman realized that going on strike would actually be more work than they're doing now. <laughs> yes. Oh well, see what happens when you uh, go on strike. That's what happens, folks. All right. Well, let's go now to part three of the inner borough rapid transit system here. We're going to now look at extensions and modifications. And we pick up where we left off from the Wikipedia. The initial segment of the IRT White Plains Road line opened on November 26, 1904, between East 180th Street and Jackson Avenue. Now, initially, trains on the line were served by elevated trains from the IRT 2nd Avenue line and the 3rd Avenue line, with a connection running from the 3rd Avenue local tracks at 3rd Avenue and 149th Street to Westchester Avenue and Eagle Avenue. Once the connection to the IRT Lenox Avenue line opened on July 10th of 1905, trains from the newly opened IRT subway ran via the line. Elevated service via this connection was resumed on October 1st, 1907, when 2nd Avenue locals were extended to Freeman Street during the rush hours. Now, the line was then extended to Fulton Street on January 16th of 1905 to Wall Street on June 12th, 1905, same year, just uh, six months later, and to Bowling Green and South Ferry on July 10th of the same year. Now, in order to complete contract two, the subway had to be extended under the East River to reach Brooklyn. The tunnel was named the Jor- uh, Jorelman, or uh, let's see, is it the Jorelman Street 
Tunnel, okay, which was the first underwater subway tunnel connecting Manhattan and Brooklyn, and it opened on January 9th of 1908, extending the subway from Bowling Green to Borough Hall. On May 1st of 1908, the construction of Contract 2 was completed when the line was extended from Borough Hall to Atlantic Avenue near the Flatbush Avenue Long Island Railroad Station, the LIRR. And with the opening of the IRT to Brooklyn, ridership fell off on the BRT's elevated and trolley lines over the Brooklyn Bridge as Brooklyn riders chose to use the new subway. June 18, 1908. Modification to Contract 2 was made to add shuttle service between Bowling Green and South Ferry. At the time of the trains that continued south of City Hall, some trains ran through to Brooklyn, while the rest running to South Ferry before returning to Uptown service. It was determined that the operation of trains via the South Ferry Loop impeded service to Brooklyn, prohibiting a doubling of Brooklyn service. Now, in order to increase Brooklyn service, it was decided to continue serving South Ferry via shuttle service. An additional island platform and track were constructed on the west side of the Boeing Green Station to allow for the shuttle's operation. The cost was estimated to be $100,000. And while the change inconvenienced South Ferry riders, it stood to benefit the greater number of Brooklyn riders. June 27, 1907, modification of the 96th Street Improvement was made to Contract 1 to add additional tracks at 96th Street in order to remove that at-grade junction north of the 96th Street Station. Here, trains from Lenox Avenue and Broadway would switch to get to the express or local tracks and would delay service. <clears throat> One additional track would have run from 96th Street along the east side of Broadway, branching off the northbound local train and running parallel before merging back into that track at 102nd Street. At 100th Street, a spur would connect to the other tracks. Two additional tracks would have been constructed, running along the west side of Broadway from 96th Street to 101st Street. The first of these two tracks would have branched off of the southbound local track and run parallel before merging back into that track at 101st Street. The second of these two tracks would have diverged from the first additional track on the west side of Broadway and would run parallel and at the same grade until 98th Street. Now here the track would descend to the level of the center or Lenox Avenue line tracks. 101st Street, the track would curve and connect with the southbound track of the Lenox Avenue line. The tracks would have been constructed with the necessary fly-under tracks and switches. The work was partially completed in 1908, but was stopped because the introduction of speed control signals made the remainder of the project unnecessary. Provisions were left to allow the work to be completed later on. Excuse me. The signals were put into place at 96th Street on April 23rd of 1909. The new signals allowed trains approaching a station to run more closely to the stop train, eliminating the need to be separated by hundreds of feet. The new signals were also installed at Grand Central, 14th Street, Brooklyn Bridge, and 72nd Street. August 1909, a modification to Contract 1 was made, allowing for the construction of an infill station on the West Farms branch at Interval Avenue. 
Construction of this station began in December of 1909, and the station opened on April 30th of 1910, even though work on the station was not completed until July. In February of 1910, work began on the construction of a permanent terminal for the West Farms branch at Zoological Park at 181st Street and Boston Road, replacing the temporary station at this local or at this location. The new station cost $30,000 and opened on October 28th of 1910. Now, on January 18th of 1910, a modification was made to contracts one and two to lengthen station platforms to increase the length of express trains to eight cars from six cars. Okay. So they were starting at six and then they went up to eight and to lengthen local trains from five cars to six cars. And in addition to the $1.5 million spent on platform lengthening, $500,000 was spent on building additional entrances and exits. It was anticipated that these improvements would increase capacity by 25%. And on January 23rd of 1911, 10 car express trains began running on the Lenox Avenue line. And on the following day, 10 car express trains were inaugurated on the Broadway line. The platforms at all but three express stations were extended to accommodate 10 car trains. <clears throat> the platforms at 168th and 181st Street and the northbound platform at Grand Central were not extended. Until the platform extensions were completed, the first two cars of trains did not platform. Although the all southbound stations on the Broadway line north of 96th Street and on the White Plains Road line north of 149th Street, as well as Mott Avenue, Hoyt Street, and Nevin Street were only eight cars long. Express trains at the South Ferry in Manhattan or Atlantic Avenue in Brooklyn, this is the service pattern, while local trains typically began at South Ferry or City Hall, both in Manhattan. Local trains to the West Side Branch ran from City Hall during rush hours and continued south at other times. East Side local trains ran between City Hall and 145th Street. All three branches were served by express trains. No local trains used at the East Side Branch to West Farms. That's 180th Street. Express trains to 145th Street were later eliminated. All West Farm express trains and rush hour Broadway express trains operated through to Brooklyn. Essentially, each branch had a local and an express with express service to Broadway, 242nd Street, and West Farms and local service to Broadway and Lenox Avenue on 145th Street. And finally, when the 8th system opened in 1918, all trains from the old system were sent south from Times Square to 42nd Street along the new IRT Broadway 7th Avenue line. Local trains, Broadway and Lenox, were sent to South Ferry. While express trains, Broadway and West Farms used the new Clark Street Tunnel to Brooklyn. These services became, one, the Broadway Express and Local, two, which was the West Farm Express, and three, Lenox Avenue Local in 1948. That's how we got the one, two, and three trains. The only major change to these platforms was made in 1959 when all one trains became local and all two and three trains became express. The portion south of Grand Central to 42nd Street became part of the IRT Lexington Avenue line and now carries the four train, the five train, the six, 
And the short piece under 42nd Street is now the 42nd Street Shuttle. And the, by the way, the four was an express, the five was an express, and the six was a local. When we come back on Tuesday, we will look at the final part of the inner borough rapid transit system, the station design. That's all coming up Tuesday on the Queens New Yorker right here on YouTube and, of course, StreamYard. Folks, I'm Jason Acanio. Have yourself a great day. Remember, be honest, be real, and keep it simple, stupid. Kiss, and don't be a nut monkey. We'll see you on Tuesday. Have a great rest of the weekend. Bye-bye. You have been watching The Queen's New Yorker. This is Jason Kelly on a Jason DeCanio Internet presentation. Thank you for your support.
Thank you.